Hello, this is Edward Lauder, founder and editor of Small Screen. This is Sean McLaughlin, story executive at the ISA, producer of Batman Beyond and Justice League Unlimited, and the writer-director of The Last Night of the Twi-Night. And this is James Simon, CTO and producer over here at Small Screen. Hello. <laughs> I just wanted to come up with the, the, the weirdest way to say hello to everybody after that incredible countdown by James. James is... Uh, He's really knocking out the park with all of these graphics, isn't he? How is everybody? I hope you're doing very, very well. Welcome to Small Screen Live. We've got lots of stuff to talk to you guys about tonight. We've got all sorts of stuff. We've got Marvel stuff. We've got DC stuff, Lobo stuff, Kevin Feige stuff, because he's been talking. Superman stuff as well. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. So I hope you guys are all doing very well uh, in the chat and everybody that's watching on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch as well. We're on Twitch as well. And um, I, before we start the show, let's just go through. We've got one or two people to say hello to. We've got Chrysler in the chat. Uh, we've got Roberta as well saying hello. And hello to you, Roberta. I hope you're doing very, very well. And uh, we've also got, who have we got? We've got Dan Zig saying hello to everybody. How are you doing, Dan? Danzig, Danzig, nineteen seventy nine. We've got uh, someone called My Name Is Not Important. Well, I mean, that's that's cool. Not everybody's name is important, I suppose. Uh, and we've who else have we got? We I think that's we've got Sean Dickinson saying hello to everybody in the chat as well. Stay lifted, Barry. Stay li- <laughs> stay, stay lifted, Barry. That could be. A reference to Barry Allen, The Flash. We might be talking a little bit about The Flash as well. Um, so no, today on the show... That's Barry from uh, Stay Lifted Productions. Oh, okay. All right. And My Name Is Not Important is um, he's in our Discord and he's always the first to comment on the videos. Ah, yeah. yes. Well, you can tell who, who runs all the social media channels, can't you? Uh, we. <laughs> so we will bring in, um, we'll bring in Sean in a minute with, of course, James. Uh, James, the producer, the guy behind the scenes at Small Screen, the one that's running the show, really. Um, should we bring everybody in? Should we bring everybody in? Is it about time? And there's Sean. <laughs> no, Why, doing, hi. Sean? I didn't expect to see you today. <laughs> no, that's... we were just... We've somehow managed to get get in, like, log into your computer and get your account. <laughs> the, the camera weren't running and the, the microphone running. How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you. And you? I'm doing very well. Um, I, I doing, doing you, very well. We, we, we were talking before the show, and I want everybody to know we're all really impressed with Edward's haircut because it is, an, ah. it is, an, it is actually a nice haircut, and he actually can get a haircut. So, Well, thank you very much. It's, it's very kind. I never want to bring it up. Because every time I get a haircut, James is always like, "Why did you get a haircut? You shouldn't get a haircut. You got a lot. You can, you can actually grow your hair long. Why are you Why are you cutting it? It's much easier. It's just so much easier. You can do the Adam Driver thing and cover your ear. But this, yeah, exactly. Cover your earphones yeah. with it. <laughs> Again, his I always Star Wars. <laughs> his Star Wars headphones always reminds me of that guy in Star Wars. Yeah, is that, that's what they're like. That's, oh, that's the headphones. See, for me, it reminds me of the uh, the guy from The Prisoner. It was never talked to. Was just always watching. <laughs> I, think, I I do wonder whether they are actually modeled after the guy in Star Wars because they do look a lot like that guy's headphones. Yeah, it's, they're they're Apple. They're a nice Christmas present 
very nice Christmas present. Very nice. Expensive headphones. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so we've got loads of stuff to talk about, but what was um, the first thing on the list, I think, that we'll, that I wanted to talk to you about, actually, was uh, would start off with Blade. So I'm not sure if you uh, if you saw there was a uh, <laughs> an exclusive article on small screen. We have a, occasional exclusives, little little bits of information that we're that we're inadvertently told by <laughs> people, and they automatically get a bit like, "Oh, why did you post that?" Um, yeah, just about actually Blade being in a much better position than it was a couple months ago. Uh, technic- we were, I was told that it was going to be the the bloodiest and most violent Marvel movie ever made. Now that's not very hard to do um, <laughs> because there haven't been that many violent and well, I suppose violent. Yes, there's a lot of fighting in them, but not necessarily bloody. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts a little bit on 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 the character of Blade and how important, if important, he is at all for the for the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how you think they might be able to do this character justice in the MCU. There's a, me, there's a couple of things with it. Uh, uh, first of all, I just recently, within the past couple of months, I, I read The Tomb of Dracula's where Blade was introduced, um, mm-hmm. which somehow I, I'd missed Tomb of Dracula when it was first happening. Um, of course, it was before I was born. Um, but uh, um, I think... Uh, Blade is hugely important to the future of the Marvel Universe, cinematic universe, because it's a character that a lot of people know, but they don't really, I don't know that the general public connects that to Marvel now. And and those Mm. of us who are ancient remember when Blade came out and was like, oh, this is a new kind of comic book movie that that we haven't seen before. And it was faithful, kind of faithful to the source material, at least the first one was. And it was, it was dark and violent and it was, but it's it's not like, you know, we always talk about. The I people. saw it in the theater eight times. <laughs> <laughs> of course but, he did. But does that mean you like it, or does that mean you had a chip on your shoulder about it? That's what I. That's what I'm. I asking. loved it. I was driving out of the theater, and I thought I saw people that had watched it in the same theater. So I rolled down the window. I'm like, "Hey, hey, did you see Blade? Did you see Blade? Wasn't it awesome? It was so good." And then I went back and saw it the next night. I love that film. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching it and going, "Wow, this is this is actually a a good movie that respects the source material but isn't slavish to it." So I think it's yeah. a, it's it's a new sort of a chapter and a good chapter for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And like we were talking about a little uh, just a couple of minutes ago, it's a it's another clear R rated property, and so you know I I think they have to do stuff like that. Yeah, and. For me, um, I mean, I'm I'm a lot like James in the sense that that first Blade movie was, I think, uh, I mean, I watched it when I was far too young to watch that first Blade movie, I'm going to be honest. I, re- I actually remember, I remember getting it, I got it as, um, back in the days when you could rent DVDs. So there was a friend, there's the French version of Blockbuster, which of course doesn't exist anymore, called Video Future. And I remember getting very excited renting that DVD and um, being just shocked by the very beginning of that movie. It's the kind of the the rave, the blood rave scene. And you mentioned something which was quite interesting: how that the 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 version kind of yeah, it stayed the version that we saw stayed true to the comic books, but also not so much in the sense that they cast Wesley Snipes as Blade, who isn't really the Blade from the comic books. I don't think that there's an element of that. Of, there's the violence, of course, that, but he's quite goofy 
in certain scenes in the original Blade movie. There's that whole thing where he does the thumbs up um, when he, he lights one of the vampires on fire. And then he, he does a bit where he does a thumbs up to almost to the camera. And there are some very goofy moments in that film. And I suppose the um, some, some of the visual effects haven't, haven't uh, aged incredibly well. But it's still one of those comic book movies that I think a lot of people keep on coming back to because there hasn't been anything that's been quite as, that's been made that's quite like that. Uh, like the Deadpool films are kind of gory and violent and bloody, but the tone's very different. Um, maybe Logan was the one that came closest to it, but that's quite that's quite a lot. That's a bit more serious. And then the sequels were pretty bad. The Blade sequels were pretty poor. Some motherfuckers always trying to skate up. Stay, stay lifted is is Blade Three is the best comic book movie of all time. I don't agree with that. Uh, Blade Trinity, I think, is a the hot mess of a movie and that's blade trinity is a good example of <laughs> yeah t- taxation it's, evasion it's, i like that you just do the whole just do the whole movie and at the end two treasury agents show up and put wesley put blade in cuffs and take him away yeah exactly <laughs> of course uh yeah and um here we go danzig saying i don't see marvel going that hard as the original film which is a shame and worrying for uh, other dark mcu content like punisher well this one of the things I do wonder about the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is whether they are going to break their one rule, um, which is uh, don't make R-rated movies. We already know they're making an R-rated Deadpool, but they kind of got themselves in that position by buying 20th Fox. Century Studios. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, we kind of have to make this movie now. But it, it would be, a, I suppose there is, an, there is an argument to say it would, be, we, it would be a bit weird for the future of the MCU where we have like this one property, which is super dark um i mean i know you like don't like the word dark but that you know it's it's quite it is it, yeah it's about oh vampires. my god yeah. uh, and, well, I'll go, I'll and go then for how dark. was he f- I'll, I'll go for dark when they do the dark claw movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like how would they manage to enter like to mesh the blade character with the other characters in the marvel cinematic universe it might not work well why why does it have to be like a clear mesh. Why can't it be there's there's these things and then there's that thing which is related to this, but it's not, you know, completely a part of this. And there, there's an idea that um I mean it's kind of the same thing that was going on at DC when uh the Dark Knight Returns came out, where like they they did this thing, it was it was obviously a more adult graphic novel. Um, and then they kind of caught themselves like, oh, what, what are we, what are we, are we, are we going to do more of these? We're, uh, but, yeah, uh, we got, we're selling comics. Uh, I don't, uh, <laughs> you know, and that was that was that was that was literally, I think, what Dick Giordano was saying in the office at that time. And you know, and, and Jeanette is is going, this stuff sells. We need to think about this. And they're like, oh, but we're, 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 we do stuff for kids, and yeah, and this, we don't change things. And then they immediately do Elseworlds where. They change else an else world story changes everything, but comes right back to where it was at the beginning anyway. Um, mm. So, but but why can't you have those two separate things going parallel paths? I, yeah, mean, I think different I audiences. Think. I mean, it's also your audience grows up with you after a certain while. Yeah, don't they? aren't you hoping? Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I would is, be hoping this, for that. This is Disney though, so I think like with Blade, it'll, it could be an R-rated film. But then when he appears in other MCU movies, it'll just be like 
when he's slicing off a head or whatever, it'll be off camera or, or won't be as gory, you know, <laughs> kind of like when Deadpool show up, he'll break the fourth wall, uh, wall a bit, but I don't think he's going to swear except in his own film. But isn't that what we were all saying about Wolverine too, when they started the X-Men movies, because we all knew him mm. from like the Savage Land thing where he's, he's killing people left and right. And, and it's and it, even though it might, some of it's off screen, it might be clear, but you know, I, there, mm. I, well, he did there kill are, quite there are scenes where he's like literally puts, the claws <clears throat> through somebody's chest, aren't there? Yeah, they're um, in the later in movies, though, aren't they? But in yeah. the comics, I'm talking about in the, in the source. Yeah. Material, oh, so, yeah, like, yeah. you know, but yeah, I mean, it, I don't see why you can't have those both going simultaneously. I mean, I think they need. I mean, as I've said endlessly, they need to to shake things up because it, it, even though they say there isn't a formula, it sure feels like one. Yeah. These, these, I mean, they're they're better, but these sort of feel like the. Um, they're starting to feel like the Disney um, wild animal adventure movies of the 70s and the mm-hmm. 80s. We're like, we're, we're going to do that same movie, but with a cougar this time. <laughs> yeah, There's, there's definitely an element of that, yeah. Go ahead. Well, would you say that Werewolf by Night is like that? I think that was a good introduction to the, the supernatural and setting up the world for Blade to come in. Yeah, but they were trying to do... Uh, universal horror films from the 40s mm-hmm. so that's when the Hayes office was in place so i don't think they were trying to push that too much mm. um, but it is a, it is a, it is a nice thing to say that there's okay we have the marvel universe and this stuff is going on in it as well yeah i think that was the one thing that gave me a bit of hope actually because there is that scene there's that one scene i know it's all in black and white in werewolf by night where you literally see blood spatter on the camera and stuff, but it's black, so it doesn't matter as much, I suppose, is, is the, the way they're thinking about it. But I do wonder whether one of the reasons why this project was in so much kind of disarray, literally the director, um, Basim Tarek, left uh, because of creative differences, which is a phrase that a lot of directors are using right, nowadays when right. they, when, <laughs> to describe working with Marvel. That was, that's um, what <laughs> Edgar Wallace said too, wasn't it? Edgar Wright and Joe Cornish, Wright, yeah, yeah, they both, yeah. yeah, they both left um, Ant Man. I, I, oh god, I, I like the Ant Man movie, but imagine what how his movie would have, what his movie would have been like. Edgar Wright is one of my, yeah, uh, cinematic heroes. I love the guy. I think he's. I, I, I'm with you a hundred percent on that. That's yeah, when we drifted off into the darkest timeline. Yeah, <laughs> literally, it was, and I just still remember uh, Joe Cornish who wrote the first draft of the script. So he's the guy that directed Attack the Block, literally was the one that found John Boyega, um, gave us John Boyega. But uh, he, he uh, is a quite a famous podcaster in the UK. And they, someone was asking him, what, what was the difference between the movie that you wanted to make and the movie that was released? He said, well, my movie would have had a lot more Thomas the Tank Engine in it. <laughs> it's just like it's, it's like the Americans were quite puzzled when I when I brought Thomas the Tank Engine. So they're like, "Who? It's like, you not heard of Ringo Starr? You know, he did the narration." Uh, but, <laughs> I was just going to point that out, James. You know, Midnight Suns will be a juggling act. Yeah, yeah. But I, I now, so they've got this new director in. Uh, he's the guy that did Love Lovecraft Country. Uh, Jan, I can't remember his last name. Um, blanking on his last name, but he was the executive producer of Lovecraft Country, which is an incredible show. Uh, if you like Jonathan Majors, you should watch that show. He's he's in that and he's brilliant in it. Um, and he's someone that he, uh, if you watch that show, you immediately know that it might be a very good fit because he's someone that really understands how to bring creatures to life, 
um, some make something really quite frightening. But also there's a, there's an undertone of humor behind it. And um, Lovecraft Country is a very interesting uh, show, which if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. It was an HBO show. And I do wonder... Yeah, it's really good. I, I yeah. do wonder whether um, uh, whether one of the problems, they, they just couldn't crack the script. And this was something that was reported on a while ago, was that apparently there's only like one action scene in the original script, and it was quite dull and kind of didn't really have... <laughs> Uh, this is again. This is reports from a, a, a guy called Jeff Snyder, who is a former Collider journalist. Uh, but he was being told that the the script that they were they were kind of doing a, a, a juggling act between it being trying to be violent, show no bloods, but also it just ended up being really boring. This is Blade. And, uh, just, so they were yeah, they were, tr- were they trying to like cleave it and make sure they get a PG thirteen? They were trying to. Apparently, that's what the, that's what he was saying was that they were trying to kind of really water it down. And uh, in the end, green blood. That's all you have to do. Yeah, have all the green blood you want. <laughs> They're all the... robots. They're all robot <laughs> yeah. vampires. Well, one of like, one of the uh, things Army I do wonder dead, were there robot zombies? Yeah, oh, are they? That could I be know, one of the things. Out of the blue in the casino, out of the blue in the casino, there's a zombie, and all of a sudden he's like a robot underneath. You know who? You know, it's a Zack Snyder movie, so we know we get ten minutes, and I'm. Yeah, that's that Your was something director. that I was like, why did he even add that in? But I think that's for the future movies. I think I think that's what he was saying is for the future films. But um, one one of the things I do wonder is whether they've they finally cracked this script and they finally got rid of this this one rule of they've just got. I I get to I get the feeling that they got to the point where they're like, look, let's let's just go for it and see what happens because if they don't get blade right then there's actually quite a lot hanging on this because they've now right. tied blade to the eternals because um there was that post credit scene with mm-hmm. um john snow i mean kit harrington um, <laughs> <laughs> and um with the uh <laughs> bonnie so, of Ebony course blade. i think of, i think of him as the boy from warhorse but that's me. <laughs> yes, see that's i think me. of him as S- S- sebastian stan 1.5 <laughs> no it's it's he's he's sebastian stan 0.75 because he's so little it's like like, I, like someone put sebastian stan in the wash and he wasn't sanferized i really like his casting as um what's the name the oh, dane uh, dane superman the black knight no, the, black the, guy invested, yeah. the black the guy who's a dane dorrance or Dane, Dane something. or something like that i can't remember but he's he, i think he's a really interesting He's. I wouldn't say he's a good actor, but I think he's got quite a good screen presence. So yeah. I, I, I think he's good for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so, I, I, why? So here's my thing: is that I understand why they don't want to do an R movie because they're concerned about merchandising and toys because that's where that's really the huge profit center for these things. Yeah. But but why Dane Whitman? Yeah, yeah. Dane Whitman. Yeah, that was okay. his name. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, <laughs> you know, and I read a bunch of those Avengers last year too, um, because I'm a masochist. Um, <laughs> but so, so if you if you're that concerned about your merchandising thing, then why do you choose to do a Blade movie? That's yeah, that's, that's that would be my fan question. Demand. Meetings, fan demand. Okay, I don't but, know. So, so I, that, but you know, you can you can ignore them too. It's not like your empire is going to mm-hmm. crumble if you don't make a Blade movie. Yeah, and actually, I think this is more of a Mahershala uh, Mahershala Ali thing. 
because he he was the story is that he literally went up to Kevin Feige at the Oscars and said, "I want to play Blade," hmm. and Kevin Feige was like, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> she gave gave him the gave him the gig. All right, now, so, if, so if you if you got that dude coming to you and saying, "I want to play Blade, Mahershala Ali," and you yeah. go, "Okay," then that's what you're in for. I mean, it's not like it's not he's not like some Instagram model. You know, no, this no. is a, this is a serious fucking actor with with honest to god talent and and uh, a reputation so if you're gonna hire the guy make the movie yeah so my my and question is because we know like kevin feige was fa- uh hands off on phase four do you think they were developing it while he was a bit hands-off there like he did with michael waldron for uh loki and doctor strange 2 he's a bit more involved in that but like, do you think now he's come back because he's like Oh, you guys screwed up Phase Four, so I want to really. So that's why we're getting a more R-rated, bloody Blade. Like he's getting back and throwing the punches. I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting thought. I mean, it's, it's somebody because somebody's going to have to go in and and duke it out with uh, uh, Disney consumer products hmm. because hmm. they're going to. I mean, the, the thing about the JPEG has um, gone. Yeah. Well, yeah. the thing about the original Blade is remember that wasn't a very expensive movie to make. That was a. a it was almost an it was a new line it was almost yep. an independent was film line, wasn't yeah. it yeah. yeah it was you know so it, they weren't like spending huge budgets on that stuff i think it was i think i'm gonna guess it was a 15 20 million dollar movie mm. at that time oh, yeah um, i think it's probably about that yeah so yeah. now, now the they, they, they now they won't come do it I mean, you could go out and shoot you could shoot a great movie for 15 20 million dollars now 45 but, million us dollars budget or okay, so it's, yeah that was okay, the budget that, that, and then blade 2 was only 55 and blade trinity was 65 that's that's because <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty yeah. high for that kind of movie mm. um you know but you, but they're not going to do that they're going to a studio picture isn't going to roll out for under 100 million dollars these days no matter how you could do it they're just not going to do it i mean one of the reasons why they probably spent so much for that movie especially the first one was just wesley snipes's uh yeah. salary he was hot then he was he was quite well known yeah he was a hot property uh and this was (laughs) god knows where that buddy went (laughs) and rodney has a chris christopherson doesn't come cheap no that's true. back then he didn't yeah Yeah. uh i don't know that that that's a good question do we actually believe marvel is going to be bloody and graphic Foggy tried to say moon knight was brutal prior to the show starting that's very true. Yeah. Well, they got they got around that by not showing any of the brutal bits in that show. <laughs> they were like, "It's it's a brutal show, but it happens off screen." It was it was it was a, it was, a, it was a brutal show, but we 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 cut all those parts. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but I think that I, I really do get the impression that that they've done a lot of learning. I think from um, and also testing from phase four i think phase four was an odd kind of testing phase where they were like they were trying to bring in these more brutal characters like the you know moon knight in the in the comic books is is pretty brutal um and and they were trying they were trying to bring them in 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 a way that they could kind of marvelize it in a weird way kind of make it more palatable for the mcu but i think they're pretty i think they all realize that if they want to do these characters properly, they've got to go the the full, you know, not what is it in America say full nine yards. And, yeah, and um, if you're gonna do uh, different genres, then you you've got yeah. to really commit to that genre. Yeah, you have to hit for six 
Edward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you have to hit it for six because it's just it, it's just not going to work. I mean, I, I I enjoyed parts of Moon Knight, but it really felt it felt watered down. It it felt like it was missing something. And a, um, a, a character arc, maybe. Yeah, one of one of those. <laughs> but I also think one of the things that has shown people a lot a lot of people what can be done in this genre is the boys. And I, and I, I really do think with the success of the boys season three. Uh, I think a lot of a lot of people in the industry have started realizing that that, that there is there is a, a space right. for that kind of right. well they realized that comic book when Deadpool came out. Well, right. I, I also I still think Deadpool was a bit. It was still it still felt to me at least a bit um, like they were kind of reining it in a bit. It, mm. Honestly, I think they could have gone a lot further than they did. And I, and I actually think one of the problems with Deadpool, I know people are going to hate me for saying this, I think Ryan Reynolds is a bit of a problem because it's more to, it's the Ryan Reynolds show. And if any, if if we're talking about Ryan Reynolds, Trinity, Blade Trinity is a very good example of when Ryan Reynolds mm. goes very wrong in that movie. Yeah, he's, but well, Deadpool he, in the comics he, is, is the Deadpool show. He's miscast, so he's works. terribly miscast in Blade Trinity. Yes, he's got a terrible I, beard. But but I, I, <laughs> no, that's his wife. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I um, I I don't dislike Ryan Reynolds, but I to me what, what you're saying is, and what I get out of it is that how much of that is uh, is too much. Like like are we mm. going to like, like like I'm my kid and i are talking about because we, we both we didn't see deadpool in the theaters i remember we went i'll tell you another one of my long stories so stop me um we went to target to buy ragnarok on dvd and it, we had misjudged it and it wasn't out yet so so we decided to buy deadpool which neither of us had seen and we we went home and watched it and went well we like this a lot better than we thought mm. we were going to but at some point is he's going to wear thin isn't he yeah, I think I think he might do, but I, I think that's probably one well, of the reasons why they brought in the Molyneux sisters to kind of revamp that that third Deadpool script. Yeah, but how long like, has it been since Deadpool two though? Right, it's so, been a while. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's 2016. Not, I think that came out Deadpool two. We're not in danger of being oversaturated by Deadpool until no. what, what happens after Deadpool three. But no, but we're in danger of being saturated by Ryan Reynolds with Welcome to Wrexham and uh, Spirited and uh, uh, Free Guy, and it's and it's the same character every time. Even well, if you watch all those movies, then yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, it's the same. So, so, Sean, we know you're in the entertainment industry, but please don't watch a limited number of movies and television shows. <laughs> it's the same director, also as uh, Free Guy and uh, the Adam Project. It's Sean yeah. Levy. Levi. Yeah. Um, oh, this from uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. Stranger Things, Knights of the Museum. He did as well. He did yeah, those movies yeah. as well. I mean, who, who I knows? I think it's all about Deadpool in the comics. It's all about Deadpool. Yeah, and you know, and you can make jokes about Green Lantern. That's what it's it's there for. It's yeah. unique. You know, it's breaking it is the fourth unique. wall. So it is. But I just, I, I mean, well, and I really she enjoyed tried to do the same thing and didn't it didn't work. No. <laughs> Now, when She-Hulk works, it's it's not. It, to me, for when She-Hulk worked, it wasn't She-Hulk. It was the you know, the Tim Roth group therapy session with the porcupine was. Yeah, that was. I funny. thought it was genius. <laughs> yeah. So I do so wonder I, whether Deadpool three is going to open up a few doors though for the MCU. I do wonder that. X Men. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, and and as far as um, the blade the blade movie is concerned, I I do wonder whether that they've had to completely riff up the manual on that one, and I also wonder whether the the the, the fact that Marvel is now or Disney's now kind of gone back to the way it was before, you know, before the Chapek era has actually changed some things as well. And I also, I think you're right, James, when you were talking about um, Kevin Feige, I think it's inevitable that I, I think he definitely came in and, and, mm. and tried to sort this mess out because it's, it's, it was such a mess. Like the, 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 the reports were saying that Mahershal Ali was just really frustrated with the project wasn't happy with the way it was going. When it, when there's a change of director, to me, it always there's always something wrong. Like you know that you can't. You, it's like happened with what Thor. Uh, it was uh, for uh, <laughs> the Dark World. Yep, was the one that Patty Thor Jenkins the was supposed Thor. to direct. Yeah, uh, oh, no, Thor the was, second Thor. It was the second one. Yeah. It happened with Ant Man. It happened with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness as well. Scott Derrickson left that, and Doctor Strange. Two was it was all right, considering that they had uh, Sam Raimi come mm. in, who's like the horror, like you know, the kind of god of horror. Could have been a lot better. Should have been a lot better. Needed yeah. more Raimi. Yeah, yeah. It, I agree a hundred percent with that. It, it just, I was, I was horribly disappointed that that Sam Raimi didn't take that and uh, tuck the ball under his arm and run for a touchdown. Mm. That's a, that's yeah. American football, Edward, yeah. and Canadian football as well. <laughs> yeah, we just have to run uh, longer yeah. <laughs> with a wider field <laughs> yeah. is it a really different size field yeah oh yeah. Oh, yeah i didn't know that i didn't know that Wait, uh, canadians um, what, what does bobby say canadians are um her her new catchphrase is relentless balls to the wall yeah well so, we we recruit cfl is we recruit uh nfl players from the cfl because their uh cardio is all so good <laughs> Just like hockey. Yeah. <laughs> NHL recruits players from Russia who then come here and go, why are you punching me? Yeah. Why? <laughs> well, I suppose ultimately we're, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with this, this movie. I've also been told the the blade film is going to be pushed into phase six, which I wouldn't mm. be surprised by, to be honest at this point, because it's, it's release date is supposed to be 6th of September 2024. They haven't even started shooting it yet. So, I mean, they could get it out by then, but it'd be a push. Yeah. So if they, I think it's 2025 would be the beginning of phase six. So then it might, it means it might come out after fan, um, Fantastic Four. Wait. Somebody in the comments said Maharshala Ali, Ali is going to be 60 by the time they make it. And that, I mean, Damn, that's but, true, actually. Yeah, but like, like this guy's got other shit to do. You yeah, know? It's, it's not like it's not like uh, nobody uh, doesn't want him to work. You know, so how long are they going to hold him? And how long? How long is he going to sit around and you know Timothy Dalton twiddle his thumbs, waiting for them to decide what direction Bond's going in? Well, it depends how much money he's getting to wait. Is it? Does it yeah. depend on that though? Because it, it's 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 not just that. It's 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 starting to cap your career because if you don't nobody sees you doing something then you know it, it's going to hurt yeah. in other ways too yeah and well, i wonder whether that might be projects or whatever i mean yeah, they can play, go and win TV a few series. oscars yeah, yeah. What's, <laughs> what's the timeline going to be because those movies take a, a damn long time to shoot yeah 
Well, the so the, yeah, that's the thing. Is it? But as an actor, it's a bit easier to be honest because what he'll be shooting for three months. I think it was Michael Caine that was talking about like people were like, why don't you ever become a, a film a filmmaker, a film director? He's like, well, I look at it this way. Okay, as as an actor, I only have to work for three months in the year. As a director, the movie, I'm on the movie from start to finish, which will take about two years. So within the time that a, a filmmaker has made one movie, I could make six. There's a lot of that. And also Any, with, the, with the, the last few years of Michael Caine's career, was if, you, if you're going to be a filmmaker, you have to actually stop and think about what you're doing. Where, where yeah. He was just like, there's a script? Sure. I knew somebody who, who worked, um, he worked for Synergy, Mario Casar's company was coming and he, they wanted to get uh, Sean Connery for a movie. Uh, beef, this is before League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And I guess Michael Caine was the same way was because he called up the agent and said, look, we have this movie and it's this and this. And the agent, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't need to tell me about the movie. You don't need to tell me anything. Just send me the script, clip a check for $15 million to the script write the start date on the front of the script. If Sean wants to do it, he'll show up. If he doesn't want to do it, we'll send the script <laughs> and the check back to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's Michael there's... Caine talking about doing Jaws 3 was a bit like that. He's like, I read the script and it said, open Bahamas. <laughs> I said, yes, I'll do that. If That's there's really... any actors out there, uh, aspiring actors... Michael Caine always said, don't blink in a scene because they can never yeah. cut away from you. That's your, your <laughs> eyes, your eyes, right? Your eyes. Yeah. So, you know, you could get a lot by just going like that. There's that I blink your bloody eyes. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Edward, that's an excellent Michael Caine, by the way. It's not very good. Yeah, good, thing, uh, good thing you're good at accents with them. I mean, you criticize accents. I can do English ones. That's about it. But my, no, the, the guy that's do very Yorkshire good at next. Michael do Kane. Yorkshire next. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do that because Dan's. I think Dan's thinking about you from Yorkshire, so you might you might get a bit offended. Uh, yeah, but the um, there's there's someone called Rob Bryden who's a Welsh comedian that does a very good uh, Michael Caine, and also Steve Coogan does a really good Michael Caine yeah. as well. Hmm. Yeah, but um, I'd, I honestly. Yeah, it's Mahershala Ali can he? I think he is a I think he's attached as a producer on this as well, which is probably why he's so invested. But he, I'm pretty sure he won't want the film to flop or, or do badly because you know he's put a lot of time and effort into this, um, and it won't look good on his career if this if his first venture into I mean it's not it's his second venture into Marvel because he was in the uh, the Luke Cage series as Cottonmouth, where he was the best part of that series. Yeah. The minute he dies in that show, the show went downhill. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very, I'm, I'm hopeful that this is actually a, a good sign, that this is what we're being told about this, that it actually means that it's being taken in the right direction. I really hope they don't balls it up, um, because uh, let's be honest, the last couple of Marvel movies have been great. Uh, they've well, left the a lot to be desired. With with his goons and his snipers. Yeah. I know I know we didn't plan to talk about this, but the snipers have to be out because the Ant Man script leaked. Um Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to hear anything way. about it. I didn't read anything about it. No, no, no. But I wanna tell way, you but... I wanna tell you how it leaked. Please so it was do. it was yeah. it was actually the uh, translated um 
the uh, what's it called the translated the subtitles the subtitles the, the, the company the subtitles really? so, yeah mm. so I'm pretty sure it was the French and Italian subtitles that were leaked or maybe actually never no, maybe there was a Fil- Filipino well, so like an there was a, a European and a and a uh, like an Asian market <laughs> leak you look they, so shocked Sean. they aren't doing that in house. Do they no, hire no, a service they, for they hire they hire services. Yeah, what? actually, that was something that I was I was at one point going to do. Like, I was going to translate from uh, French into English to do English subtitles, and they do they they outsource them. It's probably they, a Disney thing. We used to yeah, have well, we used every, to have in house. Yeah, but with streaming service now, it's probably because they're getting so many. They're picking up so many properties for Disney Plus. They probably just hired one in uh, one company or a couple companies do mm. subtitles and that was the way they have it prepared for Disney plus and everything else. But you loot, but you lose control and you don't have those yeah. people on payroll and it's wow. Wow. So I think that's, it, that's how it leaks. And it, Edward, yeah. if you were going to do it, you know, translators do not make a ton of money. They're, they're, no, they're, they're, <laughs> they're, <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> it was a very poorly paid job and, and very, it's very difficult. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was it wasn't something that I I mean again it was coming out of university and had a what politics and French degree what are you going to do with that uh, <laughs> but um, run yeah, run so. for mayor <laughs> yeah well um, I, I, yeah I know it's it's I mean I remember being in in Montreal and just trying to read the newspaper every day with my broken high school French like I can't imagine trying to translate a movie it's that's got to be that's got to be tedious work. I think it is. And the, the other thing is that they got, it seems as though it was in bits. So they were trying to like uh, make sure that it made sense. And wait, my Siri's going mad. Apple. Um, they're trying, they got, got Siri coming up going, what do you want? Oh, I'm not talking to you. Um, apparently it was all, it wasn't in chronological order. The, the the leak so they're, they're trying to like fit the movie together by little bits of translated to, uh, like dialogue they have oh um, they can probably so uh, trace back who had access yeah. to those parts then maybe maybe yeah but again i mean i'm not sure how how accurate this leak is i have no idea but it's been all over the place and if you read the article on small screen i i i make it very like there's a massive spoiler alert bit like so, you know, you can read the first couple of paragraphs, nothing spoiled in there. Just give us the click. <laughs> <That'd be nice>. <laughs> <laughs> um, show, yeah, so that, that, please show us your digital love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then click on the ads as well when you when you're not not the bad ones that come up, the, the good ones. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, that leaked as well. So it's been a bit of a, a headachey period for for Marvel and, and Kevin Feige. And actually yeah. Feige's been talking. So uh, I wanted to get your thoughts, uh, Sean and James, on on what Kevin Feige had to say about the future of superhero movies. He was talking to Variety in a podcast, and he had a lot to say. It, 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 it. I think he's saying the right things, but it felt like really rehearsed and really like like well, he'd, he'd sat down with the publicity saying? department. That that you know, yes, people people are asking him. I how long will this trend last? How long can we keep on making superhero movies? And he said, he's been asked that since Iron Man one, how long yeah. will this fad last? And he's saying, well, there's all different in the interview. He's saying there's all different kinds of stories to tell. So we have 80 years of deeply emotional stories to pull on, which, which 
I call bullshit on because I've actually read Submariner and Human Torch stories from the 40s. And there isn't a lot of deep emotion in those. Um, so I think you maybe have 30 years of deeply emotional stories spread out over the 80. Um, uh, and I agree with what he's saying, but it did just felt sort of like like he's going out and like he's um, uh, bailing water from a sinking ship going, no, it's great. We can, we yeah. can still make it to Bermuda for Michael Caine. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> did you, what did you think about his gone with the wind um, analogy where he's yeah. like, are we going to stop making movies on books because gone with the wind came it's, out? It's not a good it's analogy. A bit, yeah. It's not the same, is it? Because, no. you know, books have been around for hundreds of years. Uh, comic books have not really been around for what well, uh, the first comic book was probably what written in the 20s and 30s when they were, they yeah. were reprinting newspaper strips and then there were some originals i think in the 30s mm. yeah so. and i'm pretty sure they're not going to make movies of the very based on the very first comic books uh, comic book strips or comic but, strips ever but he's made. he's not he's not that's not the right question the right question is not how long are we you know are we going to adapt novels the right question is how many civil war novels are we going to adapt yeah. <laughs> yeah. That really no, but yeah. that really is that That's really true. is the question to ask from that metaphor he used. And I know this because I used to be a college professor, so I know this shit. Um, <laughs> but you know, how, well, you can. He's correct in that you know you can tell hundreds of civil war stories. So his he just sort of tortured the metaphor. But yeah, he, it, what he said that was right is you do have to tell different stories there superhero is not a genre you can tell different genre stories inside of that and that's why when we're talking about blade maybe they're ready to do an r-rated movie yeah horror movie yeah. now but that, that, i think there's the a lot of think... genres sorry go ahead edward no you're right there are a lot of genres that they could what are you going to say james go on go well i just think there's a lot of genres that they haven't tapped yet and some that mm. they have they haven't really explored fully or done properly mm-hmm. and but mm-hmm. the question is you know, uh, Foggy tried to like Mike uh, bring up some other people to take more creative control and helm a bit, so he can go work on a super secret Star Wars film. Uh, how long is he going to do this and steer the ship? And how long? And will that time equate to um, these different genres, these different stories he wants to tell? Would they be good? You no. Know, does he have enough time to do that? Well, that's the same. That's like the same as the James Gunn question from last week. Like, yeah. How long is James Gunn going to want to run a company, and when's he going to want to go make movies? Kevin Feige is now sort of like known as the mastermind producer. Maybe the guy wants to direct a movie. Maybe he's got a specific story he wants to tell. And mm-hmm. is he going to be held down to uh, being the David O. Selznick of uh, superhero movies? Yeah, maybe but maybe he saw what happened with the Russo brothers, and they didn't do so well, and. So maybe he doesn't want to jump ship too soon. Like maybe they'll yeah, be back but, for Secret Wars. Well, he's uh, you know he's, he's he's probably got a mortgage and you know <laughs> yeah. maybe he's got like a hundred mortgages. <laughs> but I don't know, it, he gets paid quite a lot. I don't know if he needs a mortgage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's yeah. he's right, but are they going to do it? It's like he's saying the right things, but all the stuff we've seen from Marvel in the past two three years has been pretty dull. But this is something that I do wonder a lot, actually, quite a lot about the future of the MCU is that I think um, Dan said it quite well, Marvel needs to evolve or die. And there's there's something, there's definitely something in there. There is an unwillingness 
uh, I get the impression from studio heads or, or executives behind the scenes that you probably don't really know much about or people, as you're talking about, you were talking about, uh, Sean, people that want about in the merchandising department right. that, that are more... And they have too much control over what's going on. And that that will inevitably lead to the MCU's failure, I think, not necessarily superhero movies failure, because I actually see I see something quite interesting in what's happening over at DC, because I, I get the impression that they're a bit they feel they're kind of a bit free now. They they're kind of released from their shackles mm. of the DC EU and they can go on and 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 do different stories and do and explore different genres and and make uh, make more like make make superhero movies that explore different themes and genres and not necessarily just R-rated ones, but can even I've noticed that DC has with their animated offerings have been going even younger with the Teen Titans Go movies and stuff like that. So, you know, that I, I get the impression that there's more experimentation going on over at DC and there will be in the future. Whereas Marvel's now stuck in this rut where they kind of they're like, well, we need we need these movies to make money because we spend so much money making these movies. Right. Right. Uh, that, that we need the we need a, a high return on, on investment. And um and otherwise or, the future's <laughs> not going it's not gonna work. I think they're looking at it the wrong way around. Yeah, or a return. Period. Well, I mean, something happened in the 90s that um, big movie studios, the marketing department sort of took over what was going to happen with movies. It wasn't you didn't go in and pitch a movie and then the marketing department figured out how to sell it. The marketing department came to you and said, we can sell this movie. So make yeah. this movie. And that's how David Bonaventura became uh, the head of production at Warner's. So, I mean, I think marvel's got sort of that they're sort of hamstrung by their own successes and what you're saying is right they make they make these movies for so much money um that the return has to be at a certain level or they're going to say mm. it isn't worth it um and that's yeah. where i think gun what he said last week is that well you don't have to make you know not every movie needs to cost him a hundred million dollars or yeah hmm. what was the production cost for the, the for Endgame and uh infinity war it was almost a billion wasn't it for the for five, 500, 500 million for the two of them together, I think. Yeah, yeah. But which Danzig has another. Is it's about quantity. It's yep. not about quantity. It's about quality. And yeah, um, if you look at like 2013 to 2019, DC put out six films and Marvel put out 18 or something. Mm. Yeah. 31 movies. He in that he said in the interview they've done 30 uh, 31 Marvel movies since then. And yeah, but in the span of like six years, DC only made six, and right. Marvel made like eighteen. So right, they were already gearing up, but now with Disney Plus, it's like supremely oversaturated. Yep, yep, and and yeah. those are varying quality. I mean, some of them are better than the next flick shows, but not by much, really. I actually wonder whether those TV shows, the Marvel TV shows, have actually made things worse. Uh, because is they're still they're still they're being edited and uh, like the all the special effects and stuff are being done by basically the same people that are working on the movies. These these people are now at they're stretched so thin that we see, we literally see mistakes now coming into these big tentpole mm. Marvel movies. Like there were quite a few mistakes in Thor: Love and Thunder that I noticed. Like there was some weird editing mix-ups and even some voiceover stuff that didn't sound right and that's because they're stretched way too thin 
they've got to work there and they're lo- like these companies i don't know how these companies are going to survive because that the the just the turnover as far as personnel is concerned is huge right and it's because they're just stressed they're, they're just stressed and and i think disney especially has got to really look at the way they like the 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 way they make these films that i think that the only way forward is by making fewer films and making them on smaller budgets because there's no there's no way it can continue the way it's the way it's going well, now like i know a lot of people that work in london that are just they can't work in that industry anymore we're also getting the whole star wars thing with marvel now too it's not an event you know right mm, right we got right. that dilemma where we're right. just getting the shows and it doesn't feel special right and, and yeah I just question, like, why? Once again, what we were talking about with the translation, why don't they build an in-house special effects? Why don't they have all of that in-house and just pay people? I was reading a book last night about Ealing Studios, <clears throat> and um, they looked at the way American movies were made, and it was a it was a, a, a factory, right? Mm-hmm. And so you you hired people, you paid them, they came in and worked five six days a week to do that job, and you kept them there. And they moved up the ranks as you went along and you built this whole, you know, process in it. And instead it's, it's, everything's got to be contract work and jobbed out. And then we get to the last minute and uh, we don't know how to do it. So then we're going to contract every kid who's got, you know, a a tower in his mom's garage to do the final uh, workup on our flying scenes. Yeah, they just go the Robert Rodriguez route and build his own visual effects studio. Yeah, why not? Why why not? And then you know, and then is that a union thing though? Well, no. Is it the union thing? Is they just don't want to pay? Mm. That's the Mm. union thing. Yeah, because the union, uh, IATSE, you pay. I think it's twenty two and a half cents on each dollar you pay, goes into um, uh, fringe benefits. So it goes into paying the union uh, health insurance plan and and pension and stuff like that. But over the long run, what's the cost benefit analysis? Like, are you, are you, are you going to keep like getting in a place where you don't have enough people to do your special effects or are you going to have a special effects unit in the house where you say, well, we can do this many movies. Well, so let's do this many movies and guarantee yeah. our profit. You know, dancing, actually, dancing, right. You know, it's like do quantity, quality over quantity. Yeah. 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 And that's, do they you need to pay them better. Yeah. The VFX yeah, that, that that egg with the big screens and the Unreal Engine that they use no, for that, Mandalorian and stuff. That's my head. The egg is that's just my head. <laughs> um, it's the uh, that's ILM, right? That's not in house at Disney, but is it on the Disney lot? No, ILM. No, ILM. No, no, no. I mean the was it called the Void? Let me look it up. No, it's called uh, the. Yeah, the thing that, that all the Disney shows and the, and now movies uh, they use it. I can't remember what it's called. It is ILM. Stage, it's Stagecraft. Yeah, but it seems like yeah. it would be like so. It's in. It's on the ILM lot, right? They wouldn't be shooting that on the Disney lot. The volume. That's what it's called. The volume. Yeah, it's the volume. The, the yeah, Disney uh, lot doesn't have a lot of space for shooting, really. Mm. But I, I do. I do wonder whether the what the Disney like. An interesting way to look at it is what's happened. What's happened with Apple recently? And why, why are you laughing, James? <laughs> just, just giggling. Like, uh, well, like tw- twelve people just jumped in the chat and said, "The volume, the volume, the yeah. volume." <laughs> yeah. Pay attention to the chat, you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what what Apple did, which was very interesting recently, was they've started developing their own microchips, 
uh, and they're doing that all in the house so they no longer have to work with Intel. Um, and one of the companies that a lot of people have said are very interested in buying Disney is Apple. And that would probably be one of the very first things that a company like Apple would want to do would be to just stop outsourcing everything and keep everything in-house. And one of the very first things they'd probably do is, is yeah, they probably would be like, we are going to um, start our own VFX studio. It's going, they're just going to work on Disney movies. They're all going to make these movies on Apple computers. I bet you that's that's one of the things that they're talking about a lot because yeah. we all know that Apple wants wants a piece of that pie, and Disney seems like the most obvious company for them to buy. They haven't really bought Apple a massive computers yet. with Intel chips. <laughs> well, does, it doesn't I exist mean, anymore. Yeah, they're all, they're all on Apple Silicon now. No, I know, but they won't Pixar. use Apple computers. Pixar was like <laughs> bringing things up, you know for apple and then you know they lost the um uh the the high ground with that and yeah they and did, now yeah. now there's like a billion different sort of like uh animation uh things and you can do it on, on ibm so and mm -hmm. the, you know gaming is the same way and there there's a lot of crossover between gaming and and animated and film so just start your own studio and pay for it for god's sakes yeah I do. I do wonder whether that that might be what uh, what happens. Uh, Dan yeah. Zig says, "Or buy a successful VFX house and expand it like Weta." The, the, that could be something that they might be looking into doing. I think that'd be quite a sensible thing to do. But um, again, I don't. I I'm not sure what Disney's financials are like after the JPEG era. I think they. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm sure they're fine, but uh, <laughs> Star Wars hasn't been doing as well as 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 um, they hoped it would. And um, the Marvel movies have been doing pretty well, like Spider-Man. But the thing is, Spider-Man No Way Home, that money all went to, most of that money went to Sony. So, right. Um, yeah. Was, uh, uh, again, I think, what, Black Panda, Wakanda Forever did all right. Doctors, it, they all did all right. There was no, like, massive hits. The massive hit was No Way Home. Right. Um, Avatar. <laughs> yeah, well, Avatar did yeah. well for them recently. Uh, but how much yeah. did but then it again, cost? You know, how much did yeah. James Cameron get? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that's what. Yeah, you forget about that. The, the ridiculous deal he has on those Avatar films. Well, and they they spend so much to make it. Like it doesn't does it doesn't make finance. It's like Superman Returns. You know, Superman Returns yeah. turned a, a profit of two million dollars on an investment of two hundred and three million dollars. That's yeah. great financial sense. <laughs> and jo Joker was the same sort of thing. You know, ended up that 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 movie alone probably made more than any of the Marvel films we're talking about. And um, I know I talk about them probably every week, but Blumhouse Productions is something yep. is a studio that I love. Literally made Megan or M. Mthrigan, as it's probably called, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that, that movie was made for $12 million. Uh, it ended yeah. up making its money back in its opening weekend. But horror is easy to make on low, low budget. Uh, okay, we're saying return. that, and then yet we're saying that Marvel won't make a horror Blade movie. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, they, they could so go dumb. the original Blade route. Yeah, no, I agree with you. They could go with it's the original so Blade dumb. route with the small budget, and it would be great. Yeah, you know? I want. I'm hoping that's what they do. I'm really. I want to see a film. Film. You know, yeah. Eternals came close with how it looked and how it was shot, but it still had yeah, that, that was, Marvel. That was bogged down and, by all that Marvel crap, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. It? But it, if it, we it, saw, got a film, film, 
like the original Blade, you know, like if they shot on film, I'd be impressed. That would be great. Uh, I didn't like Eternals, but I I was impressed that they tried it. You know, yeah. So so I think, and I, I just would like, hate to see them stop experimenting like that. Like let's just find a really great filmmaker, hand them a property that's not going to hurt us that much, and let them run with it. Mm. Kind of like Guardians I mean, of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting that before the Eternals or Eternals came out because they dropped the uh, the the didn't they like 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 Facebook, mm. uh, but it, it's funny how at, before that movie was released, everyone was going the, the, all the buzz was like oh Marvel inside Marvel they all think this is going to be their Oscar nominated movie, they're all getting very excited. They've got they've got Chloe Zhao, you know the the woman that 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 she she won the Oscar for her film. I'm blanking on the name now. Uh, Nomadland. 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 uh, I I loved Nomadland too. Nomadland was very good. Uh, The Eternals, I actually thought it was okay. A bit long. A bit bit boring in the middle. A bit bit waffly. But um, it wasn't the movie that I was expecting. And I think that was one of the problems. A lot of people weren't really expecting that sort of film. They wanted something... In the end, it was kind of bogged down by the Marvel sheen of it all. But then the nominations for the Oscars were released today, and Marvel ended up getting its first major Oscar Oscar nomination. Like in the the supposed major categories, they got Angela Bassett was nominated for Best Supporting Actress, which I was like, when I saw that, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, okay, oh, Bassett, was, she's Ange- good in Ange- it. But Angela Bassett's like Michael Keaton. Like every time they show up on the set, you should just hand them an award. Yeah, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, she's but, only been nominated twice. This is her second nomination. Well, the, the Academy Awards are not really an arts organization. It's a it's a promotional organization for film. So yeah, you know, the stuff I saw today is like, how could Tom Cruise get nominated for Top Gun? Well, because somebody spent a fuck ton of money to advertise it. That's how it, it could happen. Well, Top Gun, uh, he didn't get nominated for Best Actor. Got nominated for Best Picture. Didn't he get? No- um, I thought he got he got a nomination for Best Actor. N- n- no, he didn't. No, well, no, then I'm wrong. no, 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 no. The he got best because he's a producer on the film. So, that, to uh, be honest, I think I, I think Top Gun Maverick deserve deserves that nomination. I think that's a bloody incredible film. But um, just 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 how they shot that movie is <laughs> just insane. Uh, but the uh, the big one was well for Marvel was that was the fact that Angela uh, Black Panda Wakanda Forever got quite a few nominations. Yes, and Brenda Fraser was nominated for for Best Actor for The Whale. So a lot of people excited about that. It was it was a good day for the Irish because uh, uh, is it the Banshees of Ishnarin Ishnarin. Yeah, <laughs> um, got a lot of nominations. Uh, Colin Farrell got a nomination for that, so I'm looking forward. Um, I mean, again, the Oscars for me is a bit like, Egh, I don't really care anymore. What What was funny though was today I got a, an email from Bookies, uh, being like, "Will you write this up?" And and it's like the odds on another slap happening at this year's Oscars. It's <laughs> 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 like maybe. It'd be quite funny, but I don't think it's going to happen again. Will Smith won't be in the building. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so everyone's safe. <laughs> um, okay, you want to switch gears here? Yeah, yeah. So the next thing we've got to talk about is DC. Mm-hmm. So move on to DC. Um, Are they still around? Apparently. <laughs> well, this is a bit of an opportunity, Sean, for you to talk about your your background. Well, um, we just want to. Like, uh, who is going to play Superman? And you've 
you were there in the WB lot when they were going through this dilemma. Which for the movies or for the cartoon show? For the for the movies. Um, the, I think well, you mentioned something about like uh, Clint Eastwood, or was that no, no, no that was Clint, Batman? Yeah, Clint Eastwood, and, and uh, there was a point when uh, Paul Newman. There, there was yeah, there was a Batman Beyond feature. I'm sorry, I'm really bugged by my hat being uneven. Um, there was a <laughs> there was a Batman Beyond movie being talked about, and um, they had gone out to Clint Eastwood and Paul Newman to play old Bruce Wayne. And I, I don't, I, I never think, I don't think he even got to the point to where anything other than like, would you like to, would you be interested in doing this? Um, <laughs> thank you, Dan. It is a fetching poster behind me, isn't it? <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, uh, and uh, I heard that Newman had been interested because someone had, he was in a butcher shop in Connecticut and someone had said, I hear you're playing Bruce Wayne. And he said, what? <laughs> and once he found out about it he was kind of like oh, that could be interesting um and the, the the meeting that i was at everybody was all about clint eastwood playing old bruce wayne and i was the one going i, I love clint eastwood but if we can get paul newman shouldn't we get paul newman because he's the greatest actor of his generation just <laughs> saying um that was what i know superman the only uh uh well i, I heard that and these are things I heard, so I wasn't actually present at these. But I heard that um, uh, after they showed the tests of Nicolas Cage in the costume, that somebody in one of the offices said, are we sure Christopher Reeve's never going to walk again? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, oh, man. I would have loved to have seen those tests. And then, well, they're, they're are online. They, are, yeah. they, are, are they online? Yeah. Are they yeah, there's online? Co there's costume, yeah, there's costume tests online, yeah. I've um, seen pictures it, of him in the costume, but I haven't seen yeah. him acting. It's, they're not, they're sort of wrong-headed, but they're not as awful as you would think. But they're, they're, <laughs> they're completely, for me, for Superman, they're completely wrong-headed. And I also heard that they, there was a test floating around that Brendan Fraser did uh, hmm. around the time he did, um, I think, Back in Action. And that wow. uh, part of the deal was that if he came in for back in action, then he would be on the, the short list for Superman. Um, wow. Uh, and I thought at that point, that would have been good. And somebody said that they saw a, a costume test for him. Once again, this is all just hearsay. And they said he looked exactly like the Fleischer Superman, which I was like, I'm there for that. Man, um, we gotta, I, mean, I gotta hunt those down. I wish I, hopefully they've seen the light of day. First um, we've heard of it. Yeah, I know at one point they had talked to Ray Liotta, I heard, and um, Eric McCormick. Mm. Um, uh, and I'll probably think of some other names of people that have been talked to about it. I mean, you gotta you gotta understand that there was a long, long period uh, where um, there was there were Superman movies just constantly in development. I mean, it's, I had a lunch one day and they told somebody on the lot with somebody on the lot and they told me that they were in for eight million dollars on scripts for superman wow just scripts so there have been a lot of people attached and unattached as time went on yeah two hundred thousand of that went to kevin smith yeah <laughs> yeah i read that script so, so when you were there uh, wb had a superman problem right yeah, I they, remember yeah they, they would yeah they they had said um i mean the, the person i had lunch with said um uh, I don't know why they just don't give it to you guys. And I'm like, yeah, why? Because please, you know, we 
we'd be happy to take a <laughs> shot at a live action Superman. Do you think they still have that problem? Or, or yeah, I, I think it's, it's worse. We, well, we talked about it a little bit last week, someone, you know, about the perception of Superman. And I think Gaiman had it right when he said Superman doesn't need to be relevant. He needs to be inspiring. I mean, Superman is trying to make him relevant is is a foolish journey. Trying to make him somebody who's something special. That's the way to do that character, I think. I mean, he's he's um, I, I still see DC Comics. I've read a, a bunch of, uh, not a bunch, but I've read a couple of Superman comics recently. And like Wade seems to understand it, but I don't think anybody else does. It's, uh, you know, he's he's middle American, traditional middle American values, equal rights for everybody, fair play, all that stuff stuck in a big city. And by the way, he can throw cars. But he's he's yeah. constantly sort of tripped up by his own goodness. You know, people can take advantage of him for that because he he does want so badly to do the right thing all the time. And that was actually one of the things I thought um, the new show on the CW dealt with pretty well for a while. I got I got frustrated with it, but what I really liked was the relationship between Clark and Lois, and the fact that that Superman is not Kal El. Superman is Clark Kent. He's raised in. Mm in middle America with, with what we think of the best of American values being, and he is going to try really hard to do that. Yeah. And it, you yeah. Know, he, so he's, he, he's a very naive character. Yeah. He's, 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 yeah. he's, he's really smart, but he's, uh, uh, sort of wants to see the best in everybody. Yeah. They need to utilize that more. I think yeah. moving forward. Um, I reread, um, for the man who has everything, last week the alan moore story where um do you know that story edward no i don't it's a it's a superman annual from the 80s and the thing is that um wonder woman and batman come to the fortress to give superman his birthday gift and they find him with this plant attached to him sort of frozen and mongol has shown up with this plant that will attach to any being and will will make them think they're in their fondest desire and the, his fondest desire is that Krypton had never exploded and that he had gotten to grow up and live a normal life. Hmm. Um, and it starts to break down because he somehow subconsciously he realizes what's going on. But the great thing about it is that when he when they finally get that thing off of him, you've got a great excuse for him to be really angry and a bad guy like Mongol who he can, he can just tear into without anything yeah. and you know you finally push him to the point to where you you don't want to get in this guy's way and when he wakes up and sees mongol the first thing he says is burn <laughs> yeah. and the heat vision shoots out you gotta read that you you, you guys did an episode on that right Sean? yeah we, we adapted yeah. it in jlu yeah that was great it was great so that would be a nice story to make in live action but that would probably have to be like second or third film yeah I and think. i don't think uh you know, if I were to, to try and do a Superman movie now, I think I, I would get kicked out of the room because my suggestion would be, let's not do his greatest adventure ever. Let's do how this guy gets through a day. And there's lots of little subplots of the things he does through the day. And there's still like lots of room for action and lots of room for romance. But this is a guy who just wants to do good. And at the end of the day, he wants to, you know, uh, uh, fix a dam, uh, save a plane. Uh, repel an alien invasion and take Put an Lois, iceberg in a volcano. Yeah. And take Lois out for a, a burger at the end of the day. I think and the, somehow to me, write an article. The, yeah. The, well, I was just <laughs> going to say the biggest problem to me 
is how do you deal with him being a reporter anymore? Because newspapers are dying. You know, do you turn him into a blogger? That seems you just you just have him be laid off in like the first ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what that's what they did in that CW series. The first episode, he's laid off, and and Lois <laughs> says, "Aren't aren't you upset?" And he goes, "No, you make a lot of money, and I've got stuff to do." Yeah. He said, like "I'm not going to be bored." His newspaper. <laughs> you know, so who who do you guys see that could play Superman? I really don't have an answer for this. I I can't really think of anyone that would. And I think Danzig's right. He says uh, un, yeah. unknown. You don't need a name. Superman is star making role. Cast I a wide agree. net. Test lots of actors. My my dream would have always been John Hamm in a period Superman movie that takes place in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John like Hamm. I mean, John Hamm has that look. He would have made a very good Bruce Wayne as well. John Hamm. Yeah, he's got he's got the right look. But uh, yeah, honestly, I, I don't know. I think it's not, you don't cast a name as Superman, really. It, it is, uh, Dan Ziggs, right. It is a, it's yeah. a role that turns someone into a, into a star. It's not a role that's meant for a star to play. Yeah. Um, and Wait, the no, way DJ it's going. <laughs> no, I think the way it's going at the moment is that's probably what they're going to do. Because uh, I think, I, I actually get the feeling that this, this, this is going to be, James Gunn's Superman film will be quite small in scale, but by the sounds of it, which I I like the sound of that. I think it's going mm-hmm. to be um, mm-hmm. it is going to be refreshing, and and they'll really it'll be a character piece really rather than a great big action film. There will be action scenes in it, but I think it'll be more thoughtful. Yeah, and than, and, I, and I think that's a great way to go after the character. I mean, look at the yeah, <clears throat> look at the the. Uh, Donner movie. I mean, Superman doesn't show up until more than halfway through it, and you yeah. know, nobody hate nobody hate. Well, there are people who hate that movie, but they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, and Dan's right. The same logic applies to the next Bond. Although I do think Aaron Taylor Johnson's got that in the bag. He. The funny thing is, he's not that well known, uh, which no. I'm quite surprised by. He's he's like people don't really know who he is. They're like, oh yeah, the guy that played Kickass. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like uh, it's he's. Uh, He's so good. I, I hope he gets the role. Yeah, I just, I, I love that guy. He was great he's in Bullet Train. I, he is really good in Bullet Train. I still say Idris Elba. I don't care how old he is. Idris Elba. It's too old. Too no, old. he's not. He's, no, he's not. He is. It's, it's, it, it's what like, movie happened? It's like, like uh, uh, Tulsa King. Like the, my, the one problem I don't have with Tulsa King is that 75-year-old Sylvester Stallone can still kick people's ass. He's still, I, I, he like, owns I, it. Yeah, I have I have other problems with that show, but that's not it. I mean, I I I I believe that people would give Idris Elba a wide berth. Oh yeah, they would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. But yeah. you know, studios like like First Ranger Battalion says go with young Superman, though no idea how that plays in DC plans. Well, that's what um, James Gunn has publicly stated. He wants a a younger Superman, but they're yeah. not going to do an origin story. It's the same thing with Bond because they want that act. They want to lock that actor in for a bunch of movies. Right. So yeah. right, right, like. It's yeah. more of a business decision than a creative decision at that point. Yeah, exactly. If they don't set the next Bond movies in the nineteen like nineteen sixties, I'll be really upset. Or the fifties, yeah. Or it's the fifties. A, a, yeah. a period Bond when when like after when, the Second World War, <laughs> when when Russia was the bad guy, not like yeah. now, not like now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, it was was that everything on the docket? I think we we went through Lobo. everything, didn't we? Lobo. Oh, Lobo. oh, I almost I almost forgot about Jason Momoa. How can I forget about Jason bloody Momoa? Uh, yeah. So apparently he's going to be playing Lobo. So he kind of teased. He's been teasing this for such a long time. Mm. I think we've talked about it briefly before. Um, do you, I was wondering? Do you think, Sean, there's a possibility of uh, Jason Momoa staying on as Aquaman and playing Lobo as well at the same time? Well, the that's DC what they're they're saying. You. Yeah, I, I don't. Well, I guess because Lobo is going to be in so much makeup that it could make sense, and a complete different character too. Like, yeah, he'd be super gruff and saying frag all the time, and yeah, and chains uh, and leather jacket, and not standing between two typhoons drinking a bottle of whiskey. I just I think it, pull it, it off. Isn't it uh, spread the wealth though? Don't put all your eggs in in one Momoa basket. Well, he's got to say that he'll always be Aquaman until the movie comes out. Like he's not going to say uh, this in the last row as well, Aquaman, and then you know because everyone's like, true. "Well, what's the point of watching the movie?" They're already saying that about the new movies coming out, anyways. That's a really good point, Nick. That could be why they're saying that. No, we're behind Ezra Miller a hundred percent. We've we've paid his bail, and you know, <laughs> he's not the villain in, uh, in the Flash. <laughs> it's not Miller. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's why I think Momo is saying that because you know they want people to go see the movie and and it's like yeah, yeah I'm still Aquaman, I'll always be Aquaman, but like maybe he'll show up as a cameo down the road. But I don't, I think the Flash After is going to set stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and maybe maybe Lobo's not going to be connected straight to the DCU. Maybe he's going to be his own thing for a while. Yeah, yeah, which I, is another yeah. thing that they can do. They can just yeah. have these standalone movies, and they could make it R-rated, and and, and yeah. you know, could hire everybody that's been fired off Blade to do it. <laughs> yeah, Ms. Lobo will show up in Peacemaker season two. That'd be great. Like, like if I were be, gun, if, I were gun, if I were in gun shoes, I'd be calling everyone that that left before creative distance differences and said, "So, what would you like? Do you, how do you feel about Challengers of the Unknown?" <laughs> oh my God. Have you ever just, heard? Of, um, have you ever heard of the Sea Devils? <laughs> I, I really hope that's what he does. Like, imagine if he gets Edgar Wright to finally direct a superhero movie. Like, that's not a Scott Pilgrim, uh, but it's you know uh, that that would be brilliant if he does that. Gets everyone that was that left Marvel for creative differences. Scott yep, Derrickson, yep. yeah, you want to do a horror movie like a proper horror, like uh, yeah, you think you think they had problems at Marvel? They'd have so much problems at DC. You do you know? reckon? I so think sure. so. I think so. With like this, well, because I think like Zazav and the boards, yeah. But I think budgets. they would be more cautious than Marvel at this point because think, they're trying to save so much money and they've gone through so much drama and baggage. Like they don't want to leave anything to chance. I think there'll be a honeymoon period where they'll let uh, uh, Gun have his head and do what he wants to do. But as, as soon as they, I mean, knowing the culture at Warner's, unless it's changed a good deal, which it, it could have. I mean, I've been gone for a while. Uh, people are going to be pulling to keep their little power thing. So as soon as, um, you know, something doesn't do great, they'll start using that as an advantage to their advantage mm. to try and, you know, close him down and do the, what they did to Tim Burton mm. and and uh, uh, Schumacher. Yeah. Yeah, probably. That, that, that's the pro you can never trust Warner Brothers. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. They're, give, they're, they're a bit tricky. Give Edgar Wright uh, the Adam. That would be great. That would be that funny would be as great. well. That would be very <laughs> give him, funny. Give him, give him, give him Adam Strange. Give him Space Cabbie. 
There you go. You know, uh, people in the comments are saying uh, Danzig says I'm not just sure who's asking for a Lobo film. Uh, Ranger Battalion says he agrees, and then Bobby says Momo would make a demand for a Lobo. I don't know. I think once the teaser trailer came out, like it would be huge. Like, the character's great. He's he's unique. He's got a space motorcycle for Crom's sake. Like, come on, it's gonna be great. Like that will do well at the box office. I think. You know why they they put him into superman the animated series right why because it, it was that was before i was on superman i was, I was on Anim, animaniacs but they put lobo in because it was the only person they could come up with that they thought superman could have a decent fight with uh, and that nobody would nobody would feel bad about it because you know he was such a jerk that nobody would mind if superman just beat the crap out of him <laughs> <laughs> is, is he technically is he an anti-hero lobo yeah. is kind of yeah he was he introduced yeah. as a villain in omega men and I mean, yeah. he, he he destroyed, he killed everyone on his home planet so that he could be unique. He could be number one, the main yeah. man. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's actually that's actually the his canon. backstory. Yeah, oh my yeah. God, yeah. who came up with that? Oh, Keith dear. Giffen. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Lobo no. the bounty well, hunter. Yeah. yeah. He's a bounty hunter, isn't he? I know yeah. very little about the, the the little I know about the character comes from his his. He's got a few. Like scenes in the Injustice comic, comic book series, mm. he's in that oh, a bit, yeah. and that that's that's all I know him from. And he was really he good just in like the Jason Momoa. Yeah. He is good in that. He, he yeah. has a whole thing with Harley Quinn mm-hmm. in that, which is quite interesting. But uh, yeah, he was he was an interesting character in that. I, I don't know who who's. I don't think anyone's asking for anything in particular when it comes to these comic book movies. I think in the end, Jason Momoa is actually one of the names. One of the very rare names, actually, that could still kind of garner interest, although his Apple TV show was pretty poor. But they got see. two or three seasons out of it, didn't they? They got three seasons out of it in the end, mm. yeah. I don't know how. <laughs> I really don't know how. But um, he, he seems to be one of the actors that people really gravitate towards. Yeah. Uh, I, don't get, yeah. I don't get it. I mean, I, I don't dislike him, but I don't understand like the sort of like deep love people have for him. Um, mostly because everything he was in up until um, uh, Aquaman, uh, Aquaman and Game of Thrones bombed, right? And in Game of Thrones, he had yeah. like two lines, and it was in Dothraki. Because <laughs> yeah. it's his his online personality yeah. that really gets it and gets a stance. Yeah. I know. saw some Canadian film that he did in the early two thousands. It was a science fiction film. I can't even remember the name of it, but he was actually not bad in it but it was it, it was it was obvious that was before he had found the weight room was it farscape science fiction picture yeah yeah no, was I think it, it was, was it, the show was farscape no no it wasn't a show it was a it was a, a canadian mo- feature film it might have been um i know what picture you're talking about uh, he was in he was in conan the barbarian wasn't he he was that that was yeah unfortunately uh, i still haven't yeah. seen that I, 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 oh, I refuse to watch it. Yeah, you have a life is too short for Conan the yeah. Barbarian or John Carter. He was in Bullet to the Head with Stallone. Yes, he was. I didn't. I didn't know yeah. that. He looks very different in that. Yep. Yeah. He he grew a beard well, after that. He had no beard. He also so had no he was in, in Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, Stargate Atlantis. Everyone should know that it was Ronan Dex. Yeah, is that I know that. You? I know that. But th- this was what the heck was this movie called? I'm looking. Uh, I, I'm looking it up now. I don't see it. Yeah, he was in Baywatch. Was he actually? Was he in the, the movie Baywatch? 
No, the, the one show. With, uh, the Rock, the show. He was in the show. Yeah. God, that. That's right. He was. Reason. Yeah, he played a kid. <laughs> Debug. Uh, I think it was. I think it was Debug. Yep. Oh, okay. Debug. Debug. Uh, Six young computer hackers sent to work on a derelict spaceship are forced to match wits with eventual artificial intelligence that would kill to be human. <laughs> we <laughs> should I watch think... that trailer. <laughs> Let me bring it up. Wow, that is a look. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, what about what about the Marvel rumors that Momo is? circling a big part at marvel was that giant freaking robot that, that wrote that i saw a couple places online and all i could think of is oh god don't let him play Ben grim please oh that's yeah that was what yeah i remember it was it was giant freaking robot that, that said that he's in talks with uh with marvel i don't believe that for a second good um uh, i don't i don't believe, i mean i probably write write it up <laughs> but again <laughs> if i if i if i wrote it up it would have been very like i'm not so sure about this the problem the, the problem with giant freaking robot is they post they post so much stuff like that that like you kind of think well any of it can be true yeah and all of it well, can be not true especially like, after mom especially after momo's uh social media video coming out of the D, uh, dc lot and being yeah. so excited and thinking Gun and Saffron and Zaslav and stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely playing Lobo. Uh, there's, there's no. He's also, yeah. he's also said he's a massive fan of the character uh, multiple times. So, and it's not my favorite character, but I think he's a good choice for it. And, and, and he's yeah. not my he's, favorite actor. I don't think he's really. He, you know, he's trying though. I mean, that 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 Slumberland thing he did. The, the dude's trying to do different stuff. So, go with God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put him and Batista in a movie together. They bring that TV mm. series together. Which they, well, Batista which isn't series? Batista isn't Batista in the the Apple show? Isn't he in scene? Is he in scene? I never I watched it. So. I don't think he's in C. I didn't see him in C. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought he was the opposite in it. Maybe. I can't remember. Uh, that, uh, that was a show that I had on the background when I first uh, subscribed to Apple TV Plus, and then I was yeah. like, uh, "Ido um, Ido Voss, Dave Batista played there. Ido Voss." Yep, yep. Uh, Interesting. But uh, Interesting. Batista's I, now, if I could, wow, I'm I'm just sort of fading into darkness here. <laughs> yeah, cool? you are. You're being the in the twilight. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Batista, I think, is a really good actor. I'd like to see him try Lobo or something like that. I I actually think he's really good. And you know, what he, they asked him why he wasn't going to do uh, play Drax anymore. He said, "I thought I'd try acting." <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think he's too subtle for Lobo, though. You know, I think Jason Momoa. He looks like Lobo, and I think he has kind of goofiness. That could be cheesy, but not too over the top to play yeah. Lobo. I think Batista My would have man. to play someone like Mongol or something. You know, oh, yeah, he would be. He would be a great Mongol. Mm -hmm. We had Eric, was, Eric Robert. Eric Roberts played Mongol for us. Yeah, that's great. I think Batista's done with comic book movies. I think he's kind of like he's going to be. A, he's a big. He's going to play a bigger part in June Part Two. Hmm. Uh, that's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to want to work with Denis Villeneuve again. He seems to really enjoy working with him. So whatever project he does next, because I think June Part Two is going to be the. Actually, no, I think he might want to make other June movies after that. 
I don't know if Warner Brothers will will fit foot the bill for it though. <laughs> They're really expensive movies to make, and um, he's he's someone that seems to be more interested in the craft of acting and want to work with interesting directors like Ryan Johnson and Denis Villeneuve and people like that. So he he's I think he's done with the whole comic book schlock. He only really did it as a favor to Gunn. I think as well. He's like a very good friends with James Gunn. He if again if James Gunn's like come over and do this with with me at DC, he probably will. But um I don't know. I I'd like I'm I'm interested to see what he can do outside of the comic book movie genre. I am too. He's already proven too, uh, that he's good. I, yeah, I've been I've been blown away by how committed I mean Drax is a silly part, but he's just completely committed to it. And everything yeah. else I've seen him do. Even even playing that that um shitty character inspector. Spectre, right? Yeah, yeah, he was Inspector, yeah. Oh here yeah, he goes. It's the trailer. I just <laughs> want to show you this this one part. <laughs> oh my god. It looks like a really bad music video. Like it looks like a music video they made at the beginning of the two thousands, like an N Sync one or something. <laughs> yeah, but but not as good. It's it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's, it's a ninety it's a ninety eight degrees video, not an in sync. Color oh, me bad. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I wonder what the direction was for that for his face. There, it's like I want you to show absolutely no emotion in this scene. <laughs> well, got, I think he's it's, it's playing a hologram most of the movie. He's got uh, a suit. He's got a suit left over from Jerry Anderson's UFO series. <laughs> oh my Does, god, he looks, looks terrible. Like, he's gonna he's gonna go to the moon with the ladies wearing the fishnet, fishnet clothes. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good look. It is a Jimmy video. That's exactly what it is. That is exactly what it is. He needs, he needs a hat. hat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, that's um, that's awesome. That, is it Cosmic Girl? That that was a music video like a bit like that where he's just in a room. Oh, I love Jimmy mm. yeah, I've been listening great. to them recently as well. Yeah. <laughs> so any uh, any news on uh, Twilight, Sean? We have uh, updated recently. He's, just gone, he's gone into complete darkness. I am, yeah, okay. uh, yes, but it's I'm keeping it very secret. <laughs> no, I um we got accepted to one festival, the Indie Fest. Um nice. we're out to a whole bunch of other festivals. I talked to someone um uh, a couple weeks ago about pitching it as a TV series. So I've been uh working on the script for the, the a pilot script for it. And uh, I'm working on that with Tom Mason. I don't know if you know him, but mm -hmm. he um, he was one of the founders of Malibu Comics and he's wrote, written for Malcolm in the Middle and uh, a bunch of mm. other shows and been a, a good friend of mine for a long time. Um, so I, that's that's what's going on right now. That's been my concentration with it. I mean, I've, so I've, I've submitted to a bunch of like a-line festivals that can go out and um i'm sorry i'm just fascinated by how i'm just getting increasingly darker and i don't know if i should relight the room if i should get a ring light in front of me or if i really like this so i'm <laughs> um i look like james now um yeah exactly um i i, I want to go to a-list festivals where people in the industry will see it i'm not just going to shoot it out to festivals just to get it into festivals. I think that's a zero sum game. Um, 
And then if, depending on what goes on with that next year, I'm thinking about doing a, a comic book convention tour with the short film and maybe selling some merchandise and, um, um, seeing what else I can do. Like we have, uh, like I got some, uh, Twinite t-shirts made and I've got, oh, nice. and I've got Twinite pins and <laughs> that looks great. Um, stuff like go. that. So just that's, you know, it, it. the point of the movie is to try and help me help people take me seriously with live action and uh, allow me to direct things as opposed to just like you do those cute cartoon things. <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, I don't have the trailer ready, but I do have that teaser. You want to watch the that's teaser? Yeah. Which, yeah. which one? Um, your favorite. Put, do your favorite. Yes. Twinite? Well, the, the name just came to me. It's a, I mean, I was going to be out mostly at night, and I wanted to be a night, you know, night with a K. And night night just sounded like something your mom says to you when she puts you to bed. <laughs> That's a very good line. <laughs> the the only feedback I've gotten from uh, there are a couple of festivals that have been have rejected it, but the, and the feedback I get from both of them is that this isn't quite right for us, but we really like the lead actor, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I want to write him and go. The lead actor was there because he works cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> next next week we'll play the full trailer. Uh, if you want to see it before, you can go to twinight.com or you can go to the YouTube channel. Yeah, or any social media. Yeah, it's on my social media. I, I repost it every week. Yeah. I hope we don't get a copyright strike for using that video. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> give us one. Uh, first Ranger Battalion says, give us one sentence on it. So imagine Batman lost a personal injury suit and had to start working out of a small suburban house and driving an old Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's uh, the, go. The, the 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 pitch on the poster is uh how do you how do you um uh fight your endless war against crime when you're broke <laughs> <laughs> thanks dan <laughs> there we go i think i so we got through everything wow we did we did everything we did. on the docket that's yeah. amazing and we did it in on time just, too on time just on yeah. time just well, thank you, you so much, Sean. Did you guys, did you guys did you guys hear the people putting the new floor in the kitchen while we were doing this? No, 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 no. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, yeah. So, thank you so much, Sean, for joining us again. Lovely having you on, as usual. I enjoy this. This is one of my favorite parts of the week. And, and, and <laughs> oh. no, it, it is. It is. And you know, I work from the house, and and I get to see how I look in different lights as the sun goes. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much and we'll do this again next week um, same same place same time thank you James 
as usual for doing the production. And if you want to check out, My pleasure. Uh, if you want to check out anything to do with Twinite, Sean, where can they find you? Or Twinite? Uh, www.twinite.com. Brilliant. And it's small screen co for everything small screen related. And we'll see you the same time, same place next week. Thank you so much for watching, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Take care. Remember, wherever you go, there you are. Thanks for listening. And make sure you follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening on, as we'll have new episodes up each week. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel, Small Screen Co., where we have exclusives, news, actor interviews, edited videos of snippets from the Small Screen podcast, and more. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.